the Flex Football Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Sutton. With me, as always, is Rob Green. What's up? And Ryan Wheeler. What's up? It is my turn to do my segment first. We're doing right now? Right bleeping now. Let's go. All right. Dad joke of the day. How do you find Will Smith in Buffalo in the winter? Um, I have no idea. No idea. I was not expecting this one. Okay. You follow the fresh prints. Mmm. Nice. Mm, Thank that's you. good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Uh, <laughs> we also got a question from my brother about ranking our favorite athletes or our favorite football player that isn't a quarterback. Also not on our team. We kind of altered it a little, little bit, and we are going to rank our favorite athletes in general to watch. Could be any sport. So, for but still- me... Still not a quarterback and still not on our favorite team. Correct. To be clear. For me, number three, I grew up playing a lot of baseball. I was a pitcher. For me, number three is Shohei Otani. Uh, There's about 0.0001% of the population that is good enough to be a major league pitcher. And there's about 0.00001% of the population that is good enough to be a major league hitter. And he happens to be very, very good at both. He was an all-star the last two years. He led the league in home runs last year. And he has like a three ERA. And Ryan thought he – actually, Ryan hey. didn't know who he was. I won't say Listen. what he thought. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Ryan's not a baseball fan. I'm not a baseball but, fan. <laughs> for me, Shohei Itani <laughs> is number three. So, Rob, who is your third? So I wanted to get a, a football player in here. And honestly, I struggled with a player who wasn't on the Bills because honestly, that's what I like, our Bills players. Um, but I went with a guy who's exciting to watch when he's healthy. And really, anytime he touches the ball, I went with uh, a guy down by you, Anthony, Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Fun to watch. Makes things happen with the ball in his hands. Love to watch him. He's hurt again. He's on the ball. Well, I, I saw he missed practice today. So yeah. hopefully it's minor and just precautionary. Yeah. Um, he is fun to watch. All right. So my number three is I had to go a little bit off the beaten path because I don't like football is the only sport that I watch. I don't care about baseball. I don't care about basketball. I don't care about hockey. I don't care about golf. Um. LeBron James is starting a pickleball league. Maybe you'll get into that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that would be interesting. I love pickleball. But I wanted to, like I said, go off the beaten path a little bit. My number three is Simone Biles. I just think uh, whenever we watch the Olympics and she's out there doing her thing, she's awesome. The Olympics and she, is very... she flips more than anybody. Like It's incredible. The Olympics is awesome to watch. Uh, you don't see their uh, athletes doing those types of things very often, so it's a lot of fun to watch. And my number two is, uh, for me, it came down to 
someone when I was a kid, because sadly I'm 29 years old and I still feel like I'm going to end up in the NBA as like a 12 year old. <laughs> uh, one day I'm going to get there. So number two for me is someone that uh, I used to be able to shoot halfway decent. I like. I would like to think. Uh, so watching Steph Curry in my mind, I'm like, that's going to be me when I grow up. Uh, unfortunately, I'm already growing up, but he's just a lot of fun to watch. He is six foot two, 180 pounds, and he's the best shooter to ever live. And he's, uh, to me, a lot of fun to watch. How old is he? What is he? 34, 33. Four or five years older than us, yeah. So when you grow up, like in five years, you'll be like Steph Curry? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll be there. He was on my short list. That's a good choice. My number two is a different sport, though. I like hockey, so I decided to throw the uh, the best hockey player out there, Connor McDavid. The things he can do on the ice, like really nobody else can do. It's pretty wild to watch. Even Ryan would like to watch that mm. you know you'd oh, like to watch it i you I, never have but what well, definitely you your number two definitely what, our what, generation of uh wayne gretzky what team does he play for come on you know oh, i have no idea like i have literally guess, no idea guess the what team he plays for no no doesn't play for the edmonton Sabres. Now, who's the who, what's the mascot for Edmonton? The Oilers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. See, you do. Yeah, but I would have never guessed Edmonton is when Anthony said Edmonton. It looked like you're like I didn't even know they had a team, and then you no, said I, Oilers. I knew, I knew they were the Oilers, but that like, yeah, hockey and me don't, baseball and me don't. Mm -mm. So who's your number two? Number two. So once again, off the beaten path a little bit. Um, shout out to my father. Uh, my father-in-law teaching me the the know-how of disc golf. Um, disc golf is a lot of fun, and and I will be back out there. I just we uh, we have a daughter now, so you know it, it it's hard to get out there and go play uh, a round of frawl or whatever. But but I will be back out there. I promise. That was that was to my father-in-law. Just so you guys know. Um, but so off the beaten path, Paul Macbeth apparently is like one of the best. Um, frisbee golf players right now and I was watching some clips today because like I said I don't watch many sports other than football <laughs> and and it was pretty awesome dude watching that dude sling a, a disc a driver is insane so I'm going to go where with can, Paul Macbeth where can one watch disc golf because that's something uh, they ESPN. show live they do show it on ESPN yeah they show it on that's cool. you know uh it's 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 big now. It is on ESPN. Uh, number one for me, I am a big golfer. I love. I'm, I'm probably on the minority side of this, but I love to watch golf, especially majors or the Presidents Cup or the Ryder Cup or the players. Uh, and my favorite golfer to watch is Rory McIlroy. He's five foot ten, hundred and 65 pounds and he can drive a ball like 380 yards in the air or sorry 320 yards in the air um rolls out to 350 360 370 380 sometimes and in my opinion he's the best golfer to play since tiger woods 
or since after the Tiger Woods era, I should say. That's pretty cool. That's like about your size, right? Yeah, yeah. He's my size, and then he jacks the like three thirty. So can you do that? <laughs> I can hit it like two seventy. That's pretty good. I don't know. We might have the next uh, Rory on our. So you're saying I should try for four years to be the next Rory instead of the Steph? Instead of Steph? Oh yeah, definitely for sure. He might be a little older than Steph, even right? See, he got a few more years to catch up. Oh, is he same age? Okay. Yeah, he he turned pro when he was like seventeen. I say it feels like he's been around for a long time. I guess he has, but I I feel like he's older. Whenever we play golf with you, like you're definitely the pro of the three of us. Like you actually know how to hit the ball up like when we're chipping onto the green like rob and i just kind of hockey shot it over back and forth a few times and then eight putt <laughs> when we get on the hope green. it stops yeah <laughs> so it helps when i started playing golf when i was like six so mm. like I think, I, so, I think my first time golfing i was 24 yeah yeah it's a hard so, sport to pick up late in the in the game no doubt it is all right, so it's me. Oh, okay. I'll give you my number one here. Uh, I went with an NBA player because basketball is probably my second favorite sport to watch. Um, I went with Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Greek I just, freak. Yeah, I love watching that dude play. He can pretty much do anything he wants out there whenever he wants outside of shooting. He can't shoot like Steph, but... Um, he's working on it. He's getting better. Pretty, I'm pretty sure he's the most dominant player in the league right now. I think so. He's got to be the hardest to guard. Uh, KD's probably the hardest to guard because he's seven foot and can pull up from and he could, Yeah, and he could shoot from anywhere, yeah. well, But Giannis is the most dominant. I'll take it. He's my favorite to watch, so. Yeah. What about like Dwight Howard? Whatever happened to him? He's been on the Lakers the last He's couple still of years. hanging around. Yeah, he was like, not as man. dominant as he was, but he was Superman, right? Like he was really good for a few years. Oh, that was that long ago. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, never mind then. Um, my number one. I don't have to look it up. I know who it is. Uh, it's Stephon Diggs. Technically, he's not on my favorite team. My favorite team is the I would like to say that one. <laughs> yeah, and watching him run routes, get off the line, it's it's like artwork. Uh, the guy is amazing. He's got great hands, great speed. Uh, I don't think anyone in the league runs routes quite as well as he does. And his release package is it's awesome. I like watching that dude. Love watching that dude on Sundays. And just even better that you know josh allen gets to throw him the ball so it's exciting they're not my favorite team so i get to use i get to say stefan diggs and you you couldn't say josh allen because the no quarterback i, thing, right? I couldn't say if yeah if i could have said a quarterback i would have 100 percent said josh allen i love watching that dude ball yeah i mean he's got to be a lot of people's favorite player to watch i mean between him or like mahomes Lamar Jackson is probably most people's favorite player in the NFL to watch. One of those three. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I was hoping that one of you guys would say Derrick Henry. I just I think that his he, running style is. He was broke. on my short list just because when he gets going, 
and when he can deliver that big stiff arm, like like what he so did much fun to watch last year, or two years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago now. Um, but yeah, he doesn't do it enough for me. It's like when he when he finally gets going and he does those, his like highlights are awesome. But there's a lot of not great plays too with him. So yeah, yeah, he. He seems to take a little bit to get going, but he's the guy yeah. that you don't want to touch in the second half of the game because you've been having to tackle a two hundred pound ramps up as the game game goes on. Yeah, starts to lean on you and wear you down. Yeah, use that freakish speed and size. I can't, I can't wait for this uh, Ethernet cable to come in so my internet gets better. <laughs> uh, cool. So those are our rankings. We're gonna go into week three summaries. Uh, overall takes for the nfl good good takes bad takes and then we'll jump into ryan segment so uh my first takeaway from week three is uh, we all watched the bills dolphins game and we're texting during it uh so my first takeaway is the dolphins are better than i thought they were i i think when we were picking the schedule uh, we picked the dolphins to go eight and nine i don't know if they're they're definitely not, in my opinion, Super Bowl contenders at this point. But the Bills are going to have to work to win the division. So that's my first takeaway. Yeah, definitely. It was a great great win for the Dolphins, despite the losses the Bills had as far as injuries. And throughout the game, players dropping from heat-related issues. Um, and just dropping touchdown passes and not in one hopping touchdown throws to Isaiah McKenzie and there was just so many miscues on the Bills, and there's no way they should have lost that game. There was a lot that had to go wrong for them to lose, which, as a fan, is frustrating. But at the same time, I don't want to say exciting, but makes you feel a little bit better that they can fix those mistakes, learn from them, and hopefully not do them again so they can avoid these close losses and start winning these close games. You know that, that he had a huge impact on those players so i can't wait till they come up to buffalo and let's see what buffalo yeah does them up come here. december ryan you said the dolphins got lucky which i uh agree with to an extent uh, but that being said and rob kind of hinted at it the bills unfortunately continue to find ways to lose close games and now it's two weeks in a row where the dolphins figured out a way for the raven to beat the ravens and you could say the Ravens blew coverage and did all that, but they found a way to win. And then they found a way to win against the Bills. So um, to me, that means something if you're going to win close games, especially that now that the Bills are, what, 0-7 in their last one score or single-digit games. Yeah, I, I would say the Bills more lost that game for themselves than the Dolphins had to go win it. The Dolphins didn't do anything exceptional. I mean, they completed a, a, what, a third and 23 or something like that towards the end of the game, which was... Uh, a very good play, but it also required the defense to fall apart, and that defense fell apart because they had um, they they were missing their starting safeties, they were missing their two starting corners. Like I don't know, man, a lot had to go right for the Dolphins, like Rob said, and it just, yeah, you're you're not going to see one quarterback throw for over 400 and the other one throw for less than 200 and have that quarterback win too often. No. So. Yeah, my second that takes me to takeaway which is the only part of the bills that need to stay healthy is their offensive line josh allen and stefan Diggs. <laughs> the defense to me is so 
you miss Hyde a little bit because he's out for the year. You miss Jordan Poyer and you want him to be in the game. Uh, but you miss Ed Oliver a little bit. But the defensive line depth is so deep that it's not that impactful. Uh, the young cornerbacks are playing well enough to win. Same thing with the young safeties. So if Josh Allen has time and the offensive line is making some holes for the running backs, I still believe the Bills are the best team in the in the league. Uh, I agree, and they don't like. I think they're still the best team right now, and they don't have. They were missing like six of their defensive starters, and they were missing like three offensive linemen in this game at one point, and Stephon Diggs was out of the game, and. It was just yeah, it was honestly. unlike anything I've ever really seen as far as just how many players the Bills had to use. I think they used everyone on their game day roster or something they, like that. Well, they had every offensive lineman. Like, they were down to their last offensive lineman. So, if yeah, one and, of them would have got hurt, what do you do? Well, did you see the the one backup lineman, uh, Doyle, ended up – he tore his ACL, but he ended, yeah. he was playing on it at the end of the game because there was no other guys to go in. That's... I think I saw on Twitter they were down to like Reggie Gilliam was going to be the next guy in it <laughs> at line because they had nobody else to play. Oh, that's... so I don't know if it was that guy just gutting it out, knowing there was no one else to go in there, and he just he knew his knee was out messed up, but he's playing anyway because he couldn't make Dude, it worse. Or at what point do you just say let's throw Daquan Jones out there and just let him go? Just just go attack people, dude. Some of the yeah, I mean some of those defensive linemen probably played offensive yeah. line in high school like so they have at least somewhat of an idea just don't let, you'd think don't that would be a better guys. option than using a fullback but i don't yeah, know yeah don't let those guys hit our guy like that's it yeah. <laughs> just attack just stand in front of them run them uh, over i was surprised and i knew our line was beat up but i was surprised with how often the dolphins were blitzing josh allen because it doesn't that was always the the big no-no against him but i guess if you have four hurt offensive linemen it probably is a good time to blitz <laughs> Yeah, imagine not being a Bills fan and listening to this podcast. You're like, they talk about anything other than the Bills. <laughs> Good. So we're about to do that right now. A couple episodes in, second or third episode, I can't remember. Not just us. Everyone was talking about how good the AFC West is. Hmm. My takeaway so far is that the AFC West is not that good. Uh, yeah. The Raiders are 0-3. The Chiefs are still going to be good. Uh, the Broncos, although they're 2-1, Russ looks bad. Uh, and I know Herbert was hurt, but they're one and two. He's still going to be hurt for a while. Uh, I heard a couple of people saying that the rib cartilage injury is going to uh, hinder him for weeks. So my third takeaway is that the AFC West is not nearly as good as we thought it was going to be. What I find funny left tackle for the year. Yeah. It's later. What I find funny about that is, you know, everyone was saying the AFC South is, is terrible. It's one of the worst divisions in football. So what happens when the AFC South plays the AFC West? Well, the AFC South goes 3-0 and on that day. The Titans beat the Raiders, the Jaguars beat the Chargers, and the Colts beat the Chiefs. So I find that hilarious. It is funny. That's the, the parody of the NFL for you. It is. My next takeaway, and then I'll see if you guys have any, is my favorite one. The Jaguars are good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... What are we talking about here? Talking about it. The, I got something on my card about the Jaguars too. The Jaguars or the Lions, blah, 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 blah. The Jaguars are like going to win the division, going away. You feel real good about your hot take, don't you? 
I'm I'm buying a Jaguars jersey. Here's oh. what I, I I got it written down, man. Jaguars continue to prove they are the AFC South favorites. Without a doubt. Trevor Lawrence, I said last week, my hot take, or not my hot take, my one of my takeaways is that coaching matters. And I'm doubling down on that. Like Trevor Lawrence looks like a different quarterback. And now he probably learned a lot last year. I'm sure he's more comfortable. He has better weapons. But they're putting him in position to make a lot of plays, and he's making plays. Trevor Lawrence's look good. Um, the defenses look good. Uh, I have, I just, maybe it is, I'm sure it's the Titans fan uh, within me that just says, I need to see them beat the Titans once, twice, to be able to say that they're the better team. Um, I still also think the Colts currently are probably. And I know they beat the Colts. I get it. But I want to see how the rest of the season plays out when, you know, the Colts are figuring stuff out. They just beat the Chiefs. Let's see if they can keep their momentum going into the next game and the Titans as well, beating the Raiders. Well, Ryan, the the Jaguars and Titans don't play until week 14. So I know. You're going you're gonna to have to listen to a lot of this. It's so Jaguars late. talk before you can buy in if you got to wait till that. Well, what's fantastic about that is I expect them both to be about six and whatever it would be, six and six. Right around 500. What's, what's going to be really telling, and another takeaway from last week, is I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. And that's who the Jacksonville Jaguars play this week. So when the Jags beat the Eagles, no. now, yeah. okay. now we're talking about the Jaguars being the best team in the league. All right. <laughs> All right, if they do that, Ryan, are you buying in? Listen, no, I said when we when the game was going on um, last week and they were just absolutely walloping the Chargers, I texted you guys and I said, Trevor Lawrence with the little emoji eyes, like, oh boy. So I'm, I, I see where you guys are, where you're going, coming from. And I think that they do look good. I can't call them a playoff team yet. You're I opening need, up to the possibility that they up. might. I am. They I'm might like a beautiful be. flower. I'm opening my petals. They're blooming, yeah. Yes. Realistically, You're starting to bloom for the Jaguars. <laughs> realistically, you'd be surprised if they beat the Eagles this week. But then the next yeah. two weeks, big. They play the Texans and the Colts. So two divisional games right I, there that they, they need to win if they want to make the playoffs. So we'll, we'll I, see what I happens. I see 0-3 coming their way. We'll see. <laughs> I got one more take, but do you guys have any other takes you guys want to jump in? I yeah, pretty I much just had mine. Yeah, you kind of touched on too, like I said, with the Jaguars being the AFC South favorites. Bills need to get healthy. Great win for the Dolphins. Uh, my other kind of big take that I have just on the the year so far in general in the league, uh, scoring is down to start the year. There's less than half the league right now is averaging over 20 points per game, which seems it's pretty low, right? Uh, it's not what you want to see for fantasy football. Oh, no, that's why my fantasy teams are so bad. <laughs> hopefully, the scoring starts to pick up now with the uh, hurricane that's coming in now as we speak. I think it's going to have a big effect on the weather for the East Coast games this week. So there's going to be probably another low-scoring week in a lot of games. So this might continue on for another week, but... Hopefully, as the season goes on, we start to see teams start scoring more. That kind of love to watch offense. That kind of goes into my last take. It was two parts. The rookies, the rookies stink this year. There's 
a handful of decent rookies if we're talking about fantasy. Um, and then the other part of that is the old QBs also stink. So uh, Brady's having a slow start. Rodgers having a slow start. Russell Wilson's having a slow start. Matt Ryan's look bad. So they're just some of the takeaways that I have there. But we're going to switch over to Ryan's segment, and then we'll jump into fantasy. Did you know that people kiss their dogs more than they kiss their partners? A survey done by Riley's Organic says that 52% of people say that they kiss their dog more often than they kiss their partner. Also, 52% of people surveyed said that they would rather sleep in bed with their dog over their significant other. Hmm. Did you know? I believe the first part. Second part, it's probably just a joke, I feel like. Well, I hate when my dogs are in bed with me, but they're also big dogs, so that could be part of it. Yeah, I have a little dog, and and he doesn't bother me at all. He actually sleeps on my wife's like pillow. So <laughs> I, I don't like any animals in the room at night. The door's closed. Get out. We uh, built we built a dog extension bed uh, next to our bed, and now our dogs sleep where I should sleep, and my legs are on the dog extension. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would 100% agree with the first one because when a dog is giving you kisses, they kiss you like nine million times. So no, it, that's one kiss. I, I think that like realistically, and I'm gonna sound like a terrible dog owner, but in truth, I don't really like my dog that much. So, like, I can't remember the last time I gave my dog a kiss. You just my dog's the least popular person. <laughs> Listen, I love animals. My dog is special. He leaves me presents on the floor oh. every day when I get home, all right? And we let him out. We take him for He's a walk. He's getting older, right? work. What? He's getting older. He is getting But he's been doing this his whole life. That's not an excuse. Like, he's never learned. And then what happens is we put him in a crate. We were like, you know what? We can't do this. He's pooping in the house. We're just going to put him in a crate while we leave. So we put him in a crate. He, like, breaks his teeth and stuff because he was chewing at the bars while we were gone. And then he uh, he poops, he pees, he pukes in the crate, and then he rolls in it. So we get home, and he's a puke-pee-poop dog, and we got to give him a bath. So it's better just to pick up the turds when you come home. <laughs> Doesn't he try to eat it, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you'll see, like, a tiny little turd, and you're like, gee, I wonder where the rest of that went. Remember when my dog picked up your dog with with her <laughs> mouth? <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you have a, what, a 60-pound dog and a 10-pound a dog in the same house. So neither of my dogs really give kisses. Um, yeah, mm. Copper Dog, he, he never gives kisses. Maybe like twice ever I've gotten kisses from him. He just doesn't give anybody kisses. And steel occasionally will, but yeah, neither of mine are really uh, kissing dogs. Hmm. You're on the you're on the forty eight percent side. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. All right, we're gonna jump into fantasy time. We're gonna do a little stardom sitem for. I can't believe we're already at week four, we're almost a quarter of the way through. Well, I guess that's different now because we're what seventeen games. So, uh, but my start at quarterback this week is going to be. Someone I probably wouldn't have guessed uh, to start the year, 
It is going to be Marcus Mariota. And it's solely because he has, in my opinion, some of the better young weapons in the league. Kyle Pitts finally got the ball a little bit last week. Been calling for him to get the ball the previous couple of weeks. And then I said that the rookies are down. The exception to that is uh, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. And Drake London happens to be on the Falcons and is having a monster year. And Cleveland is a bottom third pass defense so far. I think they're ranked 22nd. So my start is Marcus Mariota. I have something to support that that sounds pretty wild, but the uh, would you believe that the second highest overrunner of the week is Cleveland at Atlanta? 49 yeah, I points. I don't, I don't understand that. Vegas is expecting some points in that game, so start your Falcons, start your Browns. As, as weird as it sounds, Vegas usually knows what's up with those overrunners, so, so they're always close. They both have bad defense. Especially if uh, Miles Garrett doesn't play. Yeah. Have you heard? Is is he out for sure? They said he is gonna try to play. Okay. Did you see the video or the picture of his car? He got, yeah. He yeah. got lucky. Wild stuff. Glad he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh my start at QB for this week is gonna be Russell Wilson, which sounds weird to say after the, the bad start <laughs> that he's had to this season, but uh, he's got 39 fantasy points through three games, and that's he's got two passing TDs. But is that really going to keep up? I mean, maybe if this is who he is now, but I doubt it. So they're playing the Raiders this week, who haven't won yet, and the Raiders have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing QBs. So I am looking for a get right game from Russ, kind of what to get on track towards what we thought he'd be this year. Get some uh, downfield targets to Sutton, and hopefully have a big game. I like it. I'm going to do my sit at quarterback here. Ryan is checking on his daughter, which is what happens when you're a podcast of three <laughs> fathers with young kids. So yeah. we'll get his stardom and sit him at the end. So my my sit is going to be Tua, and I don't have any, or I didn't see anything as far as like. The Bengals have a dynamite defense. I'm more so thinking about how exhausted every single player was at the end of the game Sunday. It's a short week, so they're turning around after playing in 100-degree weather. Banged Uh, up, too. He's banged up. He's got a sore back or a concussion, uh, whatever one you want to call it. And they're going to Cincinnati. Uh, It's going to be a night game. Those fans are going to be going crazy. Uh, So I think... After the short week and how exhausted everyone one is, it's just a letdown. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Cincinnati's going to want to uh, get back to 500, get their season going. Yeah, it's a little bit of desperation for Cincinnati <clears throat> one to, like you said, get back to 500. Mm-hmm. So my sit is Aaron Rodgers. So that sounds probably funny because if you think about it they're playing Patriots this week and are nine and a half point favorites partly because despite what Bill Belichick says I I don't think Mac Jones is playing this week after what we saw <laughs> his reaction to his injury last week his ankle um, so we're going to see Brian Hoyer out there 
And do we really expect them to put money points up with Brian Hoyer in there? Because I don't. So if that's the case, the Packers are not going to need to score very many points to win this game. They're probably going to get up early. If you do start Rodgers, you hope that he passes that first touchdown or two because they're going to lean on the run with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon once they get that lead. Yeah. Grind the clock I agree. out. I think, I think going forward for the remainder of this year, Aaron Rodgers is a fringe QB1. I think they lean heavy on the running backs and that defense. And yeah, especially in a game when they're almost double-digit favorites like this. My start at running back is probably a little bit of a homer pick, but it's Devin Singletary. So I think this is two reasons. I think one's going to be the weather, which you hinted at earlier. Uh, it's supposed to be a lot of rain in Baltimore on Sunday. So um, got to establish the run if you're the Bills. And then two, I think Dorsey and the Bills offensive coaching staff is going to make up for what happened last week. Josh Allen threw the ball 60 sometimes. And I think Devin Singletary got about eight carries or something like that. So for the Bills to get back and establish the run, I think Devin Singletary gets at least 15 carries, uh, especially with it raining. And one of those will result in a touchdown. So I think Devin Singletary is a start. Yeah, if the Bills are going to establish the run and not do it with Josh Allen, it, it, Singletary is probably going to be the guy. So yeah, get behind yeah. that. Has to be. My start of the week at running back is going to be Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions. So based on what Dan Campbell said, the coach, he said uh, Swift might sit out until the bye. Like he was saying they might play it safe with him. He's got the shoulder injury, I believe it was. Um, so I'd be very surprised if he plays this week. Even if he does, Jamal Williams is RB8 on the season through three games. And he's got four rushing touchdowns on the year so far. So the Lions, I believe, are number two in the league in scoring offense right now in points per game. And they're going to score their points because their defense is bad. So they need to score the points. Jamal Williams is going to get the touches. So he is my start of the week. Yeah, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that kind of saw it with the Lions. Um that the Lions would have three or four people in fantasy that you would want to start. And then same thing with the Jaguars. And, yeah, it's uh, pretty wild. That you're getting some production from people that you probably wouldn't necessarily think. So uh, my sit is going to kind of play exactly into your sit of Aaron Rodgers. For me, it's a sit of whatever New England running back you want it to be, whether it's Harris or Stevenson. Uh, I think the Packers get up early. I think they have good cornerbacks, so they stack the box, make an injured Mac Jones or Brian Hoyer, beat them through the air, um, and then, yeah, just trying to keep up with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have to uh, throw the ball. So any New England running back is a sit for me this week. Yeah, trying to get, guess which one Belichick's going to feed in a game where they're nine-and-a-half-point underdogs is probably going to be a losing formula for uh, your Week 4 fantasy lineup. Yep. My sit of the week at running back is James Robinson for Jacksonville, which sounds 
pretty crazy because he's running back three on the year. But the Jaguars have a tough game this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. I expect them to struggle to keep up offensively. And this can lead or should lead to many more opportunities for Travis Etienne through the passing game um, as they try to play catch up. So obviously it's probably going to be tough for most people to sit James Robinson unless you have a very deep running back room. So I would only recommend sitting him if you have other solid options, but I just would not expect him to have the big production that you've seen through three games so far. So temper your expectations. If you do start James Robinson, if you have better options or close options, I would play them and leave them on your bench this week. I like it. Ryan, do you want to give us your start and sit at quarterback and running back? Yeah. I'll go real quick. So uh, the start that I have right now is Jared Goff. Um, Seahawks are giving up 17 points per game to opposing, opposing quarterback so far, and that's including Jimmy G and Mariota. So I, I think J- or Jared Goff has been having a pretty solid year, and I love me some Amon Ra. But I, uh, I, I think that Jared Goff could be a good, good start this week. Sit, I would say Kirk Cousins. I don't care that he plays well historically against the Saints. I consider this prime time. I know it's not prime time, but I consider it prime time. He's the only game on television. Yeah. Sit Kirk Cousins. He's terrible in prime time. Quote unquote. <clears throat> Saints have a day. heck of a defense too. They do. Uh and there is are the uh are the Vikings gonna be without Cook? It's questionable at the moment. Yeah, it's not he's played through that separated shoulder before. They probably play him, but he might not get his usual touches, I would guess. Okay. Um my start for running back is Damian Pierce. Uh Chargers have shown, have proven that they don't know how to stop the run. Twenty seven points per game to running backs in their last eight games. Um he's gone from eleven carries to fifteen to twenty from weeks one, two, and three. He seems to be getting about 60% of the offensive snaps right now. So give me the lead back going against they have to be the worst rush defense in the league. Or at least over the past eight games, they definitely are fantasy-wise. That's So Damian Pierce is my start. My sit is J.K. Dobbins. And I know people are going to be excited to get him in their lineup um, having to wait as long as they have. But I suggest you wait one more week. The Bills are going to want to get up on the Ravens early to make them one-dimensional, and we all know that they can do that. They have the ability on offense to get up early. Uh, the Ravens are going to have to shy away from the run if that happens. Bills are exceptional against the blitz and against man coverage, and that's what the Ravens prefer to play on defense. So the Bills have a favor- favorable matchup when it comes to their offense versus the Ravens' defense, so I expect the Bills to go up early, and if that does happen, like I said, J.K. Dobbins is going to have a negative game script and not going to look good for him. I like it. I like it. My wide receiver start is kind of a deep one, depending on on your roster size, but I, I'm going to go with Noah Brown. His connection with Cooper Rush has been good. He's had at least five catches the last two weeks. He had a touchdown in week two, so he's got at least double-digit points the last two weeks. Uh, it seems like... The Cowboys' 
offense is getting the ball out of Cooper Rush's hands a little bit quicker than they would be with Dak. I don't know if that's his play calling or, or if Dak's just trying to make some uh, plays. I'm not saying Cooper Rush is better than Dak by any means, but he's, he's getting the ball out. He's getting it into Noah Brown's hands, and he's going up against the 30th-ranked pass defense so far. So I like it. Going for a deeper guy there. My wide receiver start of the week going to the Browns, like we talked about earlier, that high over-under, and I'm targeting Amari Cooper. He had 10 targets in week two, 11 in week three. They are uh, targeting him as a alpha wide receiver so far this year, which he's been for them. Atlanta's defense gives up the fifth most, fifth most fantasy po- points per game to opposing wide receivers, and Despite what we said earlier in the offseason about Jacoby Brissett, uh, he's played surprisingly well so far this year. So until he doesn't, play Amari Cooper. And I think it's a very good spot to play him in this matchup against the Falcons. I'm with you on that. Uh, my start for wide receiver is Gabe Davis. For this, It kind of blends in with the sit J.K. Dobbins. Uh, the script that I see playing out. Um, the Ravens give up the most fantasy points to outside wide receivers. And if and, and that's what Gabe Davis typically plays in, is the outside wide receiver spot. Um, I think he's going to want to get some, uh, I don't want to say payback, but he dropped that touchdown last week in Miami. And I think that this is going to be his way of going out and proving that he is still a touchdown machine. And I can't wait to watch him ball. But I think, like I said, I do think that the, the Bills are going to go up and they, they haven't really had a solid running game. So they're probably going to have Josh Allen throw 50 times or 60 times again. <laughs> if that's what he needs to do, he's going to do it. Yeah, and, and you have to expect at least 20% of those targets going to Gabe Davis. Or, I mean, unless... Um, holy crap! Diggs takes Diggs like might, might just have a monster game again. He might. All right. Oh no, Tony, did you mute your mic? I did because I got kicked <laughs> out again, and I was cursing up a storm. So, <laughs> um, my sitem at receiver is Zach Ertz. I, think, I know he's a tight end, but um. This solely, again, comes down to weather. I think weather, as Rob hinted at earlier, is going to be a big concern for anyone that's playing on the East Coast. So Arizona is playing in Carolina. I think that game will be affected. I think the Bills and Ravens game will be affected. Um, So Kyler Murray trying to pass in a rainstorm doesn't seem like a good equation to me. So whether it's Zach Ertz or Hollywood Brown, I wouldn't be playing either of those, but I just chose Zach Ertz to give the tight end some love. So are you saying that my, my game scripts are backwards because the the Bills-Ravens game is going to be or just a downpour? You, you did miss his RB start, but it was Devin Singletary. So was you might it? be saying that, yeah. Oh, Okay. I mean, who knows? The weather could come, and it's a little sprinkle and 10-mile-an-hour winds, and I look like an idiot. Or it could be <laughs> downpour and 60-mile-an-hour winds, and then you look like an idiot. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. And then if that happens, Josh Allen becomes the lead running back for the Bills. So Yeah, Allen and uh, Jackson might both have 10 or 12 rushes if yeah. that happens or more. That could be interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, my sit of the week at wide receiver is Allen Robinson. 12 targets through three games, not great. San Francisco allows the third fewest fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers, also not great. This one surprised me, but the over-under for this game, I don't know, Monday Night Football, is 42, which is one of the lowest of the week. So I, good defenses, I get it, but you just usually expect to see more points, I guess, out of those teams. Um, so if they're only going to get uh, over-under a 42 and Cooper Cup's going to get his usual 20 or 30 fantasy points, there's not going to be much left over for Allen Robinson. Um, and on top of that, he just might not be good anymore. So I would not put him in my lineup until we get uh, proven otherwise there. He, does, he doesn't look good. Yeah. It's crazy. He might actually be done, like washed. He is almost, he's 29, right? So he's almost yeah, at 30, age 30, but he's kind of had a couple quiet seasons with injuries. He thought maybe he would, you know, have rehabbed those and <laughs> strong, especially with Stafford throwing him the ball, but. It's something else. Not working out yet. Uh, my sit might be an obvious sit because he's been so bad, but I'm sitting DJ Moore. He's catching three or fewer passes every game with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. Uh, you guys bring up the hurricane um, coming up the East Coast, possibly, that could have an effect on that game. Um, and... I have something important to say. There's a new guy in town, and his name is LaVisca Chenault. And that dude is the new best wide receiver in okay. Carolina. It, now, you said DJ Moore's been bad, but I, I don't even want to put it on him. It's just, Baker Mayfield's just bad for wide receivers, I think, is kind of the, the takeaway yeah. here. We've seen it, how he was in Cleveland, and now it's transferring over to uh, Carolina. I mean, Sam Darnold was feeding DJ Moore better than Baker Mayfield. So, yeah. Um, you know who wasn't bad with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback? So, the listeners don't know, but I'm, I'm an, a, a big LaVisca Chenault fan. And, and Rob is an <laughs> avid hater. One play. <laughs> <laughs> on, on this poor guy. That's and not Tony's going in the next coming. Yeah, come on. Tony's been frozen for forever with his hand on his head. Like he can't oh even take God. it. He's like, no, he's not going to bring up Lavisca. Come on, we've dude, gone over this. <laughs> this dude's talking about Lavisca again. It's unbelievable. I know. But give us why. Give us why. Why what? Why is he the new number one? Because oh, he scored one touchdown. He's, he's, yeah, he scored one touchdown. He's just clearly the best wide receiver out okay. there. Honestly, there's there's no statistics. I didn't know if there was something deeper than that. It's no, just that he made one big play. All right. There's nothing deeper than that. I just, I love me some LaVisca Chanel. I loved him when he was on the Jaguars, oddly enough, with me hating the Jaguars. But um, when he got traded to the Panthers, it, I wasn't super excited because, you know, you got to deal with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. But, you know, new scene. I was hoping he'd be able to get all of that talent out there. <laughs> What's up, Tony? Dude, you muted your mic again? Are you going <laughs> to... <laughs> this guy, it's, I, I always like, I keep swearing like crazy because I keep going, I keep getting kicked out of here. So I don't know if it's the hurricane or what's going on right now. The hurricane down in Florida affecting you up in North Carolina. I don't know. I'm getting all fired up right now. Wow, you don't see Anthony fired up uh, very often, so this is exciting, folks. Yeah, this is rare. Well, yeah. We're about to go pick the games here. I'm. Gonna... 
I mean, it's gonna be. I'm, it's hey, gonna be a joke. We got trivia time before that. Yep, we do. Are you guys ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Yeah, let's try it. There's a first, Ryan. Remember to play the trivia time music. Thank you. All three of us, guys. Extra point for Ryan today. Let's go. Three for three today. Good job, Ryan. Thank you very much. Got your pen. Got your paper. Oh, yeah. Ready for question one? So ready. Here it is. What is the highest temperature ever recorded on Earth? So we're talking air temperature here. Uh, A... I'm going to give you choices again, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> I feel like you keep forgetting. You're like, oh, no, I have no idea. All right. <laughs> A, 127 degrees Fahrenheit. B, 134 degrees Fahrenheit. C, 139 degrees. Or D, 142. So these are all Fahrenheit. 127, 134, 139, or 142. All right. I got it. C, right. 139. D, I think you said 142. Yeah, D was 142. Uh, well, I thought one of you would get this because maybe you've heard it before, but no. The yeah. correct answer was B, 134 degrees Fahrenheit. And you got to go way, way back for this one. But July 10th, 1913 in Death Valley, California, oh. 134 degrees. Dude, don't worry. In a couple of years here with global warming, it'll be hitting that on the reg. <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> but it hasn't happened in over a hundred years. So, all right. Hopefully, the listeners out there did better than you guys there. Oh, for one. Ready for Possible number two? To do worse. Ready. Let's get our first uh, sports-related question out there. What athlete has appeared on the Sports Illustrated cover the most? Is it A, Muhammad Ali, B, Tom Brady, C, Michael Jordan, or D, Tiger Woods? Mm. So Ali, Brady, Jordan, or Woods? Again, I, I go alphabetical order for these, so there's no code to solving my... I was trying to like watch your eyes to see if you gave away any any hints but i didn't see. i was purposely trying not to give away anything with my eyes there because i was like eh, they might be watching my eyes here um who was c and d c was jordan d was woods mm, all right i got it i got it all d. right Eldrick. So he says tiger woods what do you got ryan a muhammad ali Man, you guys went 0 for 2 tonight. Gosh. The answer is C, Michael Jordan. Come on. For a bonus point, if anybody can get within five of the amount, I'll give you a bonus point. Write down your answer now. Of how many times he's been on. Yeah, just for fun, since you went 0 for 2. Wow. 32. I was going to say, I don't know if I'm guessing in like the thousands or like, I guess that wouldn't (laughs) make sense though. Well, they they do like once a week, right? A cover? Yeah, but they've been around once a month. I don't even know if it's once a week or once a month. All right, I'll go with 20. No, I'll go with 17. All right, you're both way off. Uh, 50 times Michael Jordan on the cover. Uh, Second 
most Muhammad Ali with 40, Tiger oh. Woods was 24, and Tom Brady was 20. So quite the lead for Michael Jordan. I don't know if we're going to see anybody catch him. No. All right. Like the trivia, I think I'm still up one for the, the season. Yeah, you're, you are. Yep. You got the only one, so right, Ryan? I don't think you've gotten one yet. I got one. Holy moly. Okay, yeah. No, you did. You, <laughs> both, you guys both got the one. So you're you're one for six or one for yeah, one for, six. for six. Anthony's two for six. Yeah, All right. Trivia is not my strong suit. Let's, let's pick some games. Rob, if you want to pull it up and, and run through, I'll go ahead and mark them. That way we can have this, and then we'll be going ahead and putting these on Twitter like we usually do to, to get the Twitter polls. Last week, an update on that. Uh, I picked nine games correctly. Rob picked 11 games correctly. Ryan picked six games correctly. So it'll be interesting to see what method Ryan goes with this week. And Twitter... <laughs> Twitter got nine. I don't know what to do, guys. Like, so, should I make season, my picks and then just randomly switch a few of them? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Hey, this is your picks section. It's up to you. Just remember, you, you got to do the mustache, right? That was the uh, the loser for the the picks. Whoa, 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 whoa! We decided on what are we doing? We're just going with a mustache? Yeah, you have to shave everything but your mustache if you're the right. loser of the picks. I have a kid. She's going to be terrified of me. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that gives us the season total. Uh, myself at 26, correct. Rob has 30. Ryan has 19. And Twitter has 22. So we'll get into this week and see if Twitter can make up some ground on myself and Rob. So what if I beat Twitter? Do I, uh, does, do all of our listeners have to like shave? No, this was just uh, between the three of us. Oh, crap. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, I mean, if any of our listeners out there want to shave just a mustache, and they can do that. It's fine. <laughs> and, and Yeah, if they can do it like with me, that way I don't feel like I'm alone here with my mustache. Are you counting yourself out already? You got like kind of a lot of weeks oh, yeah. left. That's like right like, a quarter of the way through. I know. I just I feel like I've given you guys such a head start. Well, let's get going and see what method Ryan chooses this week. So, again, I'll say the spread as the home team. So, Miami at Cincinnati, minus four. I believe, as my sit was Tua, I, I believe Miami is exhausted after last week and they have a letdown game. So, I believe Cincinnati wins by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I'm all over Cincy this week. I bet it already at minus three and a half. Give me the Bengals. Uh, I, I don't give out batting advice, though. I mean, don't. Don't. Well, I mean, I might give out batting advice, but just don't uh, spend your whole bankroll on it. <laughs> yeah. If I if you if our listeners ever hear me give betting advice, do the opposite of whatever I say, because I have terrible luck when it comes to, to gambling on sports. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm just going to pick the particular reason you guys have. Oh, okay. You're just... Okay. What if we pick them different? I don't know, man. That's a real conundrum. I'll have to figure something out. All right. Next up, we got Minnesota at New Orleans, plus two and a half. Games in London. I, I can't figure these two teams out. Every year, I feel like these two teams will win a game they shouldn't, and then they lose games they shouldn't. Yeah. 
Honestly, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with Minnesota. I don't really have I don't really have a reason, but I'll go with Minnesota. So I'm guessing Ryan's gonna take New Orleans because of the uh Kirk Cousins factor there. But I think Minnesota's the better team, regardless of his record in primetime games, if you want to count this as one. So give me Minnesota. The two and a half's kinda negligible there. So give me the Saints. I knew you want to take the Saints, so make it easy for you. I was going to go Saints, whether you picked them or not. Either of okay. you. I just I don't I don't think Vikings can pull it off. All right. Next up, we got Buffalo at Baltimore plus three. Go Bills. I think Bills are going to be a little fired up to prove a point. Um, hopefully, the weather doesn't get too bad for either team. I don't want to see an ugly game when there's two of the best teams in the league playing. So go Bills. Yeah, there's two things that worry me: the weather. And if Mitch Morris plays, like they need their center to play. That's that's the big one to me. They can get by if Poyer or some of these defensive guys have to sit out. But if Morris is out again, it's going to be tough. But I will go with Buffalo because he was limited in practice today. So I think he will play. I'm going to go with the Ravens. So you're either going to get caught up a little bit this week or you're going to be buried, man. <laughs> Well, unless we like just we could just split. Yeah, it's possible. All right. Next up, Jacksonville at Philly minus six and a half. My boys can't be getting six and a half points. That's that's taking candy (laughs) from a baby. So I'm going with the Jags, baby. Yeah, six and a half is a lot. It's the second biggest line of the week. Um, But I think it's probably due for some correction. Although I don't, I mean, I don't know if Philly is the best team in the league or what. They've looked great. They're probably due to regress a little bit too. But I think Philly's going to win big. So give me Philly. Let's go, Jaguars. You're finally coming around. Okay. Next up, we got Washington at Dallas minus three and a half. I feel like this game is going to be close. Um, so I'll take Washington to cover. Yeah, I'm on Washington here as well. Um, I think Dallas won you know, these last two games with, with Cooper Rush, a quarterback. So I think they're a little overvalued here on the line. Like Honestly, they probably should be just minus three at most. So give me, give me the points, Washington. I don't think there's any way Cooper Rush comes in and goes oh or three and zero. Oh. So I'm going to take Washington actually. Also, yeah. Next up, we got the Seahawks at the Lions minus four and a half. Detroit, although they did not win last week, has continued to look good offensively, and I just don't think Seattle as bad as the. Lions defenses. I don't think Seattle can score with the Lions, so I'm, I'm going to take Detroit. Yeah, that's where I'm at on this game, too. When I first saw it, I was like, should Detroit really be four-and-a-half-point favorites over anybody? I mean, I know they're, they're an up-and-coming team. We've been high on them, but they just haven't been able to close out like last week we saw with Minnesota. But I'm just not sure Seattle can score enough points to keep up. The Lions' offense is actually pretty good, so... I will pick them to cover that four and a half. Upset game of the week. Seahawks take the win. I don't hate going with the Seattle there with four and a half. I mean, 
like I said, Detroit being a four and a half point favorite feels wrong. But if we take the money line, if I take the money line, can I get like double the points for that if I get it right? We'll you're see how far behind you you're are. Crazy now, yeah. You're not far enough behind. Yet. <laughs> and and you only get that if they're like a ten point underdog. Mm. Okay, <laughs> that seems fair. Uh, Chicago at the Giants minus three. <sighs> I don't know. I guess the Giants looked less than impressive. On Monday Night Football, I was hoping Brian Dable would have them ready to go. The Bears are just so bad, though. Yeah. Justin Fields is not off to a good start. I'll go with the Giants. I don't like this game. Vegas clearly sees it as a toss-up. It's a toss-up in my mind. I think I'll just take the points, so I'll take Chicago. Just just to have that bonus three. I, I have no read on this game. I don't either, and I'm just going to go against Rob because Rob's winning, so I'm going to go Giants. Okay, next up we got the Jets at Steelers minus three and a half. Man, this is going to be an ugly game offensively. I still still don't think Mitch can get them enough points, so I'm going to take Zach Wilson comes back and plays well enough to win. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to pick them to win. But having the, the three and a half, it feels like a field goal game to me either way. So I'll take the Jets with the points. I, I think, think Wilson could give them a spark. I think the Hopefully. Jets were better off with Flacco. I, so they might be. I'm going to go Steelers. But I think we all want to see Pickett in there, right? So Yeah, oh yeah. We need the yeah. Jets to pull this one out. Yeah. I think if they lose the Jets, that triggers Pickett coming in. It might. All right, I'll uh I'll pick first for the rest of these games. I don't want to make Anthony go first every time since I'm in the lead anyway. Next up we got Cleveland at Atlanta plus one and a half. So Looking at this one, it just looks weird. Atlanta plus one and a half at home against Cleveland with Brissett. I still think Brissett is not as good as he's played. But I also don't think Atlanta's a good team. But they have been hanging around with everybody. They did win last week. Give me Cleveland. <laughs> Go against what I felt. I wanted to talk myself into Atlanta, but I couldn't do it. Oh, should I go next? Go ahead, fire away. Oh man, it's gonna ruin my whole strategy here. But I guess I'll—I was thinking the same thing. Um, I was trying to convince myself to pick the Falcons, and so I—you know what—I'm so far behind. Let's go Falcons. I convinced myself. You know what? I, I did it. I—I I almost want to change my pick just because I—I I almost on my short list of uh, starts of the week for I almost put Kyle Pitts at tight end. Mm. I'm going with Atlanta. My my start was Mariota. And yeah. I think- I figured you would be going Atlanta there. I think they score enough points, and it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be fun. Hey, we got Drake a lot London different this off. week, guys. Mm, I love it. Putting the pressure on me to stay up here. Uh, next up, we got the L.A. Chargers at the Houston Texans, plus five and a half. Yeah, this is another one that, I don't really like. I don't want to touch it. 
as far as putting money on it. Um, but five and a half doesn't feel like enough. At the same time, the Chargers haven't been great and Herbert's banged up. But they're probably going to get Keenan Allen back, so give me the Chargers. Uh, the AFC South has the AFC West by the um, <laughs> gonads. So That's what you're going for? It's not going to reverse this week? No, sir. Let's go Texans. To win or? Oh, yeah. To win. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Bold. <laughs> I'm going to... Breaking news. I'm picking the Chargers, but the breaking news is that Aaron Ra uh, Aaron Judge just hit his 61st. Did he get it? Run. He finally, yeah, there you go. And they're playing in Toronto, and it went in between the fans and the bullpen. So no one actually was no on camera. No one even got it. No one's on camera catching the ball. So who got the ball? Ryan, that's a $500,000 ball right there. Or a, Probably worth more than that. A ball. Because the guy hit a home run with it, he, he tied Roger Maris's home run record. Oh, that one's—that's nothing. Then you got to get the next ball. That one's worth a mil. Is it? Mm hmm. All right. Let's say I'm going to my first baseball game. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to catch it anyway. I know. Hey, I wasn't actually that bad at catching the balls. I was really were, bad at hitting them and fielding them. You were afraid of the ball. I was terrified of the ball. I'm like, are you kidding me? All right, Ryan. This next one's for you. Tennessee at Indy, minus three. Do I get to pick first? You get to pick first, just because it's the Titans. I want to hear what you got. All right, so I think that um, Tennessee's interior defensive line is, I mean, obviously, hmm. They like to shoot like the the uh, B gaps and and the Colts play really they run really well up the middle out of shotgun so I fear that that Jonathan Taylor is about to have himself a game and I hate picking against the Titans who's home for this one Indy yeah I hate picking against the Titans but I'm gonna be picking the Titans when the Colts go to Tennessee. So I'll be taking the Colts when the Titans go there. So give me the Colts. Yeah, it's kind of my read here too. It's Vegas has is just a three point game, which pretty much means they're saying it's a toss up, just given to the home team, which is probably my read here too. They're both coming off wins, pretty good wins, I'd say. I mean, I know the Raiders are winless, but they had some high expectations coming into the year. They'll probably bounce back, upset some teams. Um. I think Indy's win was probably more impressive just being over the Chiefs. And I think they'll use that momentum. I know it's a thing you like. but Momentum? <laughs> the momentum. <laughs> yeah, it probably doesn't carry over necessarily, but I think it is something to build off of a big win over the Chiefs now to come home and beat the Titans. I'm going Indy as well. I feel like, I feel like this is probably one of the biggest, probably the biggest game of the week as far as divisional game they were going into the season they were both projected to be going back and forth to win the division and the loser of this is one and three and uh two games or a game behind uh whoever's in first plus the tiebreaker so big big week yeah. four game big playoff implications probably compared to any other game this week you could say 
And next up, we got Arizona at Carolina, minus one and a half. Carolina is giving up the point. Yeah, they are a one and a half point favorite. It was two. So I, where I was texting you earlier, I was like, it's the only one that really felt really off to me. Um, I'll pick first again. I'm going Arizona. I I know they only got one win so far this year, um, and it was kind of fluky with the overtime win, but I just don't think Carolina's good and definitely not good enough to be favored over Arizona. So I agree 100%. I'm going Arizona. I'm going to go Carolina just with the hopes of the weather being bad because it's supposed to be yeah. rainy. Yep. And my hope is McCaffrey's healthy and just goes off. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Here's the biggest spread of the week. We got New England at Green Bay minus nine and a half. Hmm. And to me, it doesn't feel like enough. I don't think the Patriots are good. And now they lost their starting quarterback. I think it's going to be a blowout. Green Bay. I could see it. Um, but I have faith in Bill Belichick not getting blown out by a team that doesn't have a good offense. So I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going to go Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. He's going to put up some points. Yeah, I expect Dylan and Jones to run all over him. Next yeah, well, I expect Brian Hoyer to throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns. So Hot take alert. <laughs> Denver at the Raiders minus two and a half. Uh, hmm. Give me the Raiders to get their first win of the year. Two and a half is pretty much nothing, so I'll just take the team I think is going to win, and I think that the Raiders are desperate. If they don't win this game, their season is over. If it's not already over at 0-3, it's definitely over at 0-4. And the Broncos are a bad 2-1 right now who are probably due for a loss. So, Raiders. So the Raiders are, you said, minus 2.5? Minus 2.5, yep. Alright, so give me the Broncos to lose by 1. I'm going to go the Raiders, similar to Rob. I think if, if the Raiders don't win now, then their season's pretty much over. So, See a lot of desperation there, so give me the Raiders. Here's a fun one. We got Chiefs at Buccaneers plus one. This game, they're saying, could be moved because of the hurricane to, I believe it was uh, Minnesota, right? So might not be a true home game for Tampa. It's only one plus one there, which probably... I mean, honestly, it probably already kind of reflects that they think the game's going to be moved because they're plus one, not minus one. I was thinking minus one when I said that. Um, so probably expect that game to be moved just based on that line, and I'll take the Chiefs to win on a neutral field. I'm with you. Trifecta, I think Tampa's offense hasn't looked good, and Kansas City's offense is always pretty good, so... Yeah, something's a little off with the Bucks offense right now. Not sure they could score enough points to keep up. Last game, Monday Night Football, we got the Rams at the 49ers, minus one and a half. 
I, it's just a weird line to me. I, I think the Rams have looked better than the 49ers, and I think they should be favored in this game, even though they're on the road. So I'm taking the Rams. I agree with you. Um, but I'm going to take my last pick as the opposite of what I think. So let's go 49ers. Maybe you get another one point uh, loss like last yeah, week, and then they cover the spread. I know that they're one and a half point favorites, so that wouldn't work. Never mind. No, they cover by two, but let's go. I think the Rams are the better team, but for some reason, these two teams always play insanely close games, and it feels like Shanahan kind of has something over McVay. Um, even the, the Rams won in the playoffs. What was it last year? Yeah. Uh, the 49ers were able to keep it close with, in my opinion, a roster that wasn't nearly as good as the Rams. So I think Shanahan keeps it close and at the end of the day wins the game. All right, cool. We got about every game different this week. Seems like. Love it. So it'll be fun to check in next week. We'll probably end up all going eight, right? And then there'll be no uh, fun stuff to talk about, but we'll see. Awesome. Are you guys... Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, are you guys ready to do listener question? Yeah. Jump oh, into yep. the best segment of the week. Um. I just totally ruined that segment music. I, I didn't think it was going to play, so I was like, um, it's not playing. But then it started right when I said, um. So, listener question of the week. I, oh, what are your top three pie flavors? <laughs> I totally forgot what the question is. I almost dropped the ball on that entire segment. <laughs> the music, <laughs> the question. We're doing rank through it. We're doing rank uh, top three again, huh? We're going to start, start well, and end with it. Yeah. So um, we need our listeners to send in some listener questions of the week. Otherwise, my wife is going to give us every single listener question <laughs> of the week. And that's what's going on right now. So if you want us to do a listener question of the week, it can be anything. We will talk about anything. Tony's not afraid. He'll talk about anything. I know. So, a little behind the scenes, Ryan edited out a portion of last week's podcast because he didn't. I, I did. I because this because this guy, this guy <laughs> will talk about anything at free will. So send in your questions and we will happily discuss them. Send them in. Number right. three for me is going to be blueberry pie. What the heck is a blueberry pie? I had to think about it. You never had blueberry pie? Is that even a, is that actually a thing? Blueberry yeah, yeah. pie? Yeah, it's good. I've never heard of a blueberry pie. It's not in my top three, but it's a good pie. I mean, there's oh. no. There's only so many pies I eat, and I'm thinking uh, the other two are probably the only other two that I eat, and then three, I, if, like if we're at Thanksgiving and someone has a blueberry pie, I'll eat it. So like, that that's gonna be my number my number three. Oh, that is so weird. I need to try a blueberry okay. pie. I don't like oh. pumpkin pie, so I guess I'll throw that out there. So my number three is pumpkin pie. Yeah. I don't have. It. I have I have limited numbers, so you're giving me crap about my pick right now, right? I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not giving you crap. I didn't even know it was a thing, man. So I don't have pie a lot. Like I feel like Thanksgiving's the pie time of year, right? Um, but what's Thanksgiving without a pumpkin pie? Yeah, 
Gotta have it. So I'm gonna count down from three, and when I say three, or when I say one, we're gonna say what we prefer between pie or cake. Ready? Three, two, one, pie. Pie. Okay, so pie is definitely way better than cake, right? Yeah, not even close. Okay. I just had to make sure that I wasn't crazy. All right, my number three is a peanut butter pie. Um, <laughs> freaking delicious. I love peanut butter pies. My wife makes them. The last time she made them, she brought it to work. Like, she made two of them, and she brought one of them to work, and I had, like, the whole first one. And I was like, <laughs> where's the other pie? And she's like, uh, I took it to work. I'm like, what? Make another <laughs> one, please. <laughs> please make number, more. Number two for me is apple pie. I mean, nothing to me. It's hard to beat an apple pie with some ice cream. Not going to argue. Um, Apparently, I like peanut butter pie more than Ryan because it's my number two. Mm. Yeah, I That's... love peanut butter and I love pie. It's great, bro. <laughs> it's I didn't together. think that you. It's good by itself. It's good together. I didn't think anyone else would have peanut butter pie. I thought I was alone on that, so I threw it as. I might be three. swayed because Sam brought home a peanut butter pie this past week, so mm. we've been eating peanut butter pie, and I was like, "Yeah, this oh. is really good." I forgot how good peanut butter pie is. It's so good. Uh, my number two is pecan pie. Uh, I love me some yeah. pecan pie. It's you warm it up, it already gets fresh out of the oven. So good. Number one for me, I have a sweet tooth. This is about as sweet as it gets. Key lime pie. Ooh, dude, good call. I totally forgot about key lime pie. I love key lime pie, but. I never have it because no one ever makes one. I buy one at the store like once a month and then I just devour it. Dude, that is such a good call. I totally forgot about key lime pie. I'm you ever have like key lip. lime yogurt? I love that. Yeah, so too. good. So oh, good. Yeah. Chibani flip or something. Yeah. It's got the yeah. little like uh, key lime chips in it or whatever. With like, Yeah, it's good. My list is just wrong now. Like I don't even like my list anymore. It's wrong. Because key lime is number well, one for sure. My number one is easy. It's apple pie. It's the classic, and specifically my wife's apple pie because she makes the best apple pie on the planet. So shout out to her. Shout out to your wife. She makes uh, a lot of really good pies. I think she made key lime pie. I feel like I think uh, she did make one one time before. Yeah, because yeah, key lime pie she makes a lemon meringue pie. That's really good. Um, she made a peanut butter pie before. I don't think she ever made a pecan pie. I feel like my wife must have got her peanut butter pie recipe from yours. Because I maybe. I don't know. We're both digging that peanut butter pie. But uh my number one is pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. Especially with some cool whip. Cool whip. Um or ready whip or whatever you use. I like the I like the stuff out of the so do you guys like the uh the aerosol or like the oil stuff out of the jar. I don't like jar. either. Yeah, okay. I'm with you, Tony. Out of the jar. Neither of me. Like no, I, I like it plain. Pumpkin pie. I mean, I like pumpkin pie plain too, but but it's like, do you want something creamy and delicious added to your delicious pumpkin pie? And you're like, nah, dog, I'm good. No, I'll, I'm going to skip every time. I, I'm not. I'm just not a big whipped cream fan. I don't yeah. know if that's a hot take or not, but I don't like whipped cream. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat it if like if they put it on there, you know, in a restaurant or whatever. 
Oh, Pi that I didn't think about until right now, going back to like middle school, high school day, is that Hershey pie that used to be at Burger King. Dude. That pie that pie is up there. It you know what else is surprisingly like really good is rhubarb pie. It tastes just like apple pie. I've never had it. Oh, you guys need to expand your horizons a little bit. All right, so to close this episode out, do you guys have anything else to say? I do not, other than find us on Twitter at UltraFlexFP, UltraFlex Sutton, UltraFlex Rob, and UltraFlex Ryan. Um, all right. So that's all. Uh, I, have. I have one thing to say, but it has to be last. Oh, it has to be last. So the Go Bills. <laughs> well, you know, you know it is. Yeah, because you ruin my my outro music every time. <laughs> um, I have a couple shout outs to go uh, to give. Um, week one, we had a tweet at us. It was from at underscore Lucas zero six nine. He said. He tweeted us and said, Mike Tolbert was the last Bills running back to rush for a touchdown in week one. And that he said that could be my did you know for the week. And my did you know does not ever have anything to do with football. So it couldn't have been my did you know. But I forgot to give him a shout out. So I want to give him a shout out now. Um, that was back in 2017, guys, against the Jets. And they had Colt McCoy. But somehow Mike Tolbert ended up with the touchdown. That is crazy, though. You mean the shot? Try, yeah, try again. Try again. <laughs> Colt McCoy at running back. Did I say Colt McCoy? Did I really? I'm like thinking, like, what? The, the the Bills had Colt McCoy running at the running back position. Yeah. No, it was no a wonder he didn't score. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty quick. I don't know. He was a good runner. Uh, no, it, that was LaShawn McCoy. That's my fault. Um, And I got a couple guys that I, I see on the daily at the UPS store. And, and those guys. Uh, uh, they're great. They're 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 fans of the show, and one of them told me something that I should throw out there, and it was that I don't know if it's true. I didn't vet this, so this guy could be completely, you know, making me look like a fool right now. But I don't even care. I'm gonna shout him out anyway. So the most double teamed player in the NFL after Aaron Donald is. You guys have a guess on defensive Jeff line? Miles Garrett. I would have thought it was Jeffrey Simmons or Miles Garrett too. I think I actually said uh, Miles Garrett, but the answer is Daquan Jones. Which That's just for, the, for this year? I don't know, bro. He just no. threw that stat at me, and I went, "Oh, cool! That's I didn't know that." Well, so, hey, if that's the case, big big signing for the Bills, right? Big sign for the Bills. He's been good. He's he's good for the Titans. He's a good player. Um, and last but not least, there is a Josh Allen cereal and coffee. And I feel like we need to buy those. And I, I mean, especially the coffee. Yeah, we got to try the coffee. Yeah, we got to try those. And I need all the coffee. <laughs> yeah, you too. Send Anthony a few extra. I also saw servings. that Diggs has Diggs has his own hot sauce. Yeah, I, I have seen that. I haven't tried it, but I have seen that. We got to support these bills, folks. And uh, have a hot sauce tasting episode. A hot sauce, cereal, and coffee tasting episode. I'm gonna put the hot sauce in my cereal, and then drink the coffee with it. No hot sauce. For you me. could, you could use the coffee as the milk in the cereal. Ooh. All right, not... folks. That ends week four. <laughs> I'll wrap it up here. Uh, we'll be back next week to discuss another week of football. Hopefully, the Bills can pick up a win. 
thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Go Bills. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if you're going to get it in. All right, ready, Rob? Wait a minute, folks. Here we go. I'm late. Sorry. Outro. Go Bills. Go Bills. Ah. <laughs> uh.